Hello, everyone, and welcome to our third Pearson podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Walker, coming to you from the College at the Spiritual Center, which sits on the traditional, unceded territory of the Chiano First Nation. We're delighted to bring you a new episode that continues to shine a light on our inaugural Climate Action Leadership Diploma Program. We previously heard from the director of the program, Emily Coolidge, and now it's time to get to know one of the instructors. Dr. Deb Morrison is a renowned climate scientist and instructor who has taught at many of the top universities, including the University of Colorado Boulder, the University of Washington, and is currently at Royal Roads University here on the island. We had the opportunity to check in with her following a session with the called cohort. Dr. Morrison, thanks for joining us. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. You've been involved in this new IB-based program from the earliest stages. Can you tell us about your role in helping build the called curriculum? Yeah, I was really honored to be asked to come and join the team here at Pearson um, through Royal Roads University uh, and really think about how to design the program overall and then specifically to build the university courses, two of the four university courses around climate science and action. And so we worked with a team of different people, but I worked very closely with two people, one person from Vancouver Island University and one person here at Pearson, Um, to really think about the sequencing, the timing, the activities, and how to really weave leadership in with learning about different components of climate science and climate justice work. As an instructor, what is your role as part of the first term of the new diploma program? I get the joy of being uh, one of the university instructors for the first cohort in the first term, and so my role is twofold. One, I teach the climate science and impacts course, Uh, that is with Royal Roads University, but also here at Pearson. And I co-teach the Leading for Climate Action course with um, Emily. And we get to think with the whole cohort of uh, instructors about how to adjust, how to nuance, what kinds of field trips to do. So it's a really collaborative effort. And how has the experience been for you to teach the first cohort? It's great. The, The students are wonderful and the staff here has just been fabulous. We are exploring and iterating on the design of the learning as we go um, and, you know, trying to pace it appropriately, given that students are coming from contexts all over the world, um, wildly different schooling experiences, lived experiences. Some of them are very active climate activists already. Others, it's their first time really thinking about it. And so how do we weave them into a strong collaborative cohort with the instructors too that are also teaching together for the first time as a unit. Now you've mentioned that the curriculum includes university credit courses. Tell us about how those benefit students in their post-secondary journeys beyond Pearson. That's great. I was actually just talking with a student this morning about that. Um, So in total at the end of the call program students will have four university courses each three credits which is roughly equivalent to a semester's worth of university courses. Um, They will also have their IB courses, which could be university transferable as well. But more importantly than just the credits that students are earning, students also have the experience of a university course in a very supported and scaffolded program. And so they are able to experience the pace and depth and rigor of a university course, while at the same time having, you know, 17 students in a first year course. And so they get to ask in detail questions where they might be struggling. They get a lot of support from the instructor directly. And that is extremely unusual. You just wouldn't get that normally at a university. So the quality of their university education is even much higher. 
As the first called cohort, everyone involved is learning about what works and what doesn't. At this stage, are there any thoughts or suggestions on enhancing the program for future students? It's interesting. I think the students themselves are helping us with a lot of that work and thinking about, you know, reflecting on their experiences, where they're struggling, um, where they need support. So one of the adjustments that we're making is um, shifting the pacing, for instance, of the university course. So where normally a four-month course might take five months. Um, and they do the course in four months, but then they have more time for revision and reflection. And that allows them a little bit more time to absorb, to think, to, to revise. Because one of the things that students here, um, and I would say any student that's university-bound, is struggles with sometimes is that they really want everything to be right. And much of the work that we're teaching them to do is to live with the uncertainty or the constant emergence of work in a field. There is no singular right. There's many different ways we can do something. We might try things and then try them again a different way. And that's a lot of what we have with the students. We have that type of opportunity. So as we're thinking about um, how to enhance the program, part of it is how to build in that understanding of emergent systems um, with students, and we're, we're kind of have woven that in after the fact this fall, but we'll start to think about that right up front. Certainly. This is my favorite question I'm going to ask. What are some of the activities the students have taken part in that they wouldn't have done in a traditional classroom setting? <laughs> There's a lot of things, actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, one of my favorite things that we did was we took all of the called cohort and some of the instructors out to race rocks here near Pearson um, and got to actually explore and think about the context of that ecosystem, that site, um, really understand some of the science of the site, uh, think about our responsibility, the indigenous histories of the space. And those types of trips, which they've also taken to Goldstream, they're t you know they went down to uh, one of the Indigenous Reconciliation Days down in, in Victoria. Those types of things are not field trips in the traditional sense of field trips. They're integrated as part of their learning. We make sure we weave them into how we're debriefing, how we're forecasting what's going to happen. And so students are starting to understand those places and activities and spaces in ways that are fundamentally connected with themselves as leaders and with climate action work all over the world. Now, building in Indigenous environmental knowledge into CALD has been critical right from the start. How important is it for students to learn from Indigenous leaders and knowledge keepers? I would say, well, for sure in this program, it's considered foundational. I would say it's actually foundational for everyone in all of society to do that learning and that have that humility with the understanding that we have many different knowledge systems around the world. Many have been in places, like connected to place since time immemorial. And so how we understand the those histories in place, the knowledges, the why they developed, how they have been, colonialism has attempted to eradicate them and why that is, um, and how they, the peoples of, of those communities have actually held on through all that oppression and, and the resilience and uh, resurgence that has happened in those knowledge systems, that all of that knowledge, the historical struggles, the, the actual deep knowledge systems, all of that is knowledge that we need to internalize, we need to understand those histories, respect them, because they're gonna help us go forward. 
And also, we just have a responsibility to make sure that we're not like contributing to the problem in the next action that we take so that we actually are aware and respectful in the interactions we have and that we understand knowledge doesn't come in the same shape and sizes and, and we can respect that. Absolutely. From what you've experienced so far, where do you see some of your students going in their respective educational journeys and careers? I think I probably see a lot more than they see right now. <laughs> so um, I see many of them being very involved in, you know, government, corporate, um, nonprofit sectors as leaders, as um, people that will really advance work in these spaces. Um, and be the leaders that we need on the front edge of these spaces. I think one of the key things that they will be able to provide that they haven't before is they are being sort of groomed to work in collaboration, not in competition. So they're not going through an Ivy League school in this moment where they're trying to compete with each other. They're learning that how we're going to go forward is through collaborative effort um, in teams and their differences are their strengths. So that's um, part of, I think, what what we're seeing as they go forward. I, I expect most of them, if not all of them, will go on to some type of post-secondary education, but um, there's a number of scientists, artists, you know, politicians for sure in the mix. So, oh yeah, definitely yeah. politicians. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Everybody says that, yeah. definitely. Uh, anything we've missed uh, that you would like to add before we let you go? I think I, I just would like to acknowledge that you know, Pearson College is really out front in this work. Um, and the collaborations that have been going on with the college, with multiple universities, with First Nations, with different organizations, foundations, that's the type of thing that we need to be able to mobilize this type of work. And it is so critical that we, the, we find many different opportunities for, for youth around the world to experience this type of learning. Absolutely. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. If you would like to learn more about the CALD program, as well as what we do at Pearson, visit our website at www.pearsoncollege.ca. You can also subscribe to Pearson E! News and keep an eye on our social media pages for the latest updates.